Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. We're your hosts, Sammy and Danny. Today guys, we are going to be discussing hypertrophy for females. Hypertrophy is developing lean muscle tissue and it's something which a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions around, especially women. Um, and we want to go through the basics and then delve into it a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper, giving our own personal experience and hopefully this will help you guys. So first thing is don't be afraid to eat. Food is your main source of energy for and repairing your muscle and building it. So muscles can't grow without food. Yeah, so you're um, the most productive environment for hypertrophy is to be in a calorie surplus. And a calorie surplus means you are eating more than you are expending. So you're consuming more calories than you're burning off. So ideally, you need to be in a surplus in order to develop lean muscle tissue or at least make good progress with it. Yeah, and I'm sure Danny has clients uh, who say this as well, but some of my clients are scared to eat because they're afraid of the um, scale weight to go up, thinking that it's fat. But in reality, you need to see the scale go up in order to build muscle. Because and things like carbs, for example, carbs actually hold water in your muscle, so they're good to eat. Whereas I think a lot of people shy away from eating carbs, you know, thinking, oh, I'm going to get fat. And but in reality, you, they are the main source of energy. Yeah. And when you are pushing hypertrophy, so you're in a calorie surplus, some of the weight you gain is going to be muscle tissue and some of it's going to be body fat. And unfortunately, the two come hand in hand. So if you hover around maintenance, it is possible to develop muscle tissue, especially as a beginner. However, if you really want to make good, solid progress with it, you ideally need to be in a surplus. And unfortunately, you will have to gain a little bit of body fat along with muscle tissue. But you've got to remember that that's temporary and you can always go back into a calorie deficit further down the line when you've built muscle and then you'll have a better end product. Exactly. So make sure that you're keeping track of what you're doing in the gym and what you're eating because the way to know when should you increase your food, which is quite a common question I think people ask, is how do you know that you need to add more food into your diet? I think if you're starting to stall in the gym, and you know, you've tried taking a week off maybe to recover or changing exercises, that's when you know that you're probably around maintenance or potentially even in a deficit. So you need to increase your calories to help you in the gym. Yeah, and obviously monitor um, your scale weight, your measurements, your progress pictures, and they will all be massive um, indicators of where you're at. So obviously if your scale weight is staying the same for a prolonged period of time, then you're going to be sat at maintenance. If your scale weight is gradually increased and then you're in a calorie surplus, and if it's gradually decreasing, then you're in a deficit. So it's a really important factor to manage. And although your scale weight does not tell you everything by any means, it's an important thing to keep track of alongside things like progress, pictures and measurements and the way that you're performing. Um, and what I would advise you with your scale weight is taking daily weigh-ins and then taking an average across the week and looking at that as opposed to each individual weigh-in because especially as a female, your scale weight is going to fluctuate anyway. So try not get to get like too caught up on that. Yeah, exactly. And the more data you have, the better. You know, it might become, it might seem like it's a bit obsessive, but you're actually taking away a lot of guesswork and it's going to help you with your progression. 
and also just make that the make sure that the whole process is gradual like don't just go like right i'm bulking now i'm gonna eat three thousand calories like there's no need to do that you maybe get to that point over time but just make small adjustments and same with the gym you don't want to go in and just stick loads of weight on the leg press thinking oh i'm going to gain loads of muscle like that's not how it works just make sure that you make gradual adjustments which leads me to say that lifting heavy is not going to make you like bulky because a lot of clients and most people who come to the gym they get scared when you make them do big exercises like deadlifts squats i'm sure you've had that experience danny but yeah. trying to tell them no this is what you need to do to build nice shape and i think a lot of people come in the gym thinking, okay, I want to have like nice legs or whatever. And they start with isolation exercises, like loads of kickbacks, loads of leg extensions, hamstring curls, you know, thinking, oh, that's what I need to do. But in reality, you need to focus on those big lifts and get strong on them. Yeah. You need to get yeah. strong at them with good form and execution. Yeah. You'll make sure that you're executing everything properly, that your form's on point and standardize each movement so that as you progress, you're progressing with the same form and execution rather than sacrificing that. That is what's gonna build you muscle tissue. And that's why it's so beneficial to log your lifts. So whether that be in a written logbook or on a spreadsheet on your laptop, make sure you log your lifts so that you can track your progression. And then when you go into the gym, you've got a game plan as well. You know exactly what you need to do in order to beat last week's lifts and therefore make progress towards high trophy and performance. Um, yeah. And even if the progression... Yeah, and if you're going to progress the plan, you're not going to be as willing to push yourself. You're not going to know exactly what you need to do in order to progress. So go in with a plan and track your lifts. Yeah. And like the the progression doesn't have to be big. Like it can literally just be one kilo extra, you know, or like an extra rep. It's yeah. still a form of progression because to build muscle, it's actually a lot harder than most people think. Like you're yeah. not just going to wake up one day like looking massive. It takes years. So the more you pay attention to your form and making those little progressions is going to actually serve you better in the long run. Because I think... Uh, speaking from personal experience like when I first started going to the gym I made the biggest mistake of like ego lifting so I would uh, load the bar up with loads of weight thinking right I'm going to put on so much muscle what ended up happening is I now have an imbalance in my hips you know and like I didn't have proper execution of the exercises so I'm actually currently lifting less on some exercises than I did like two years ago yeah, but I have more muscle because I'm actually using the muscle as opposed to just like swinging weight up or just like exactly. using momentum. Yeah, it's so 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 important to nail form and execution. Make sure you're getting a good mind muscle connection with exercises where that's relevant, um, yeah. and try to use like as little momentum as possible with the majority of the exercises you're performing in the gym. Um, Potentially get a PT. Or if you have a coach, an online coach, make sure it's someone who you can send videos to because I think that's really important. Both Danny and I do this. Yeah. I think it's so yeah. important to see how your client is lifting because numbers are just one side of the story. It's all cool, you know, you're progressing, you know, you're lifting heavy weights. But if you're not performing the exercise correctly and not using the muscles you're trying to use, 
you're not actually going to see like physical progression. Yeah. And also like a lot of women are afraid to push. Like I'll watch so many of my clients form videos and be like, you need to push harder, like increase your weight and go for high reps because they stop when they've got so many reps in reserve. And fair enough, you can see good progress with hypertrophy, leaving a couple of reps in the tank. However, a lot of women leave far too many in the tank and don't push hard enough. Your training should be hard. It should be so difficult when you get to those last few reps. You should really doubt whether you can do them or not. Um, and like I said, I see loads of girls form videos and I'm like, you need to push harder than that. And I had one of my girls in the gym the other day, you saw me actually, Sammy, training Danielle. Um, and she went away from that session and she said, you've made me realize that I'm not pushing hard enough. And I was like, yeah, I know, I knew that. Um, but it's just, it's something you've got to do in order to develop maximal muscle tissue and in order to get the best end products when you're dieting. Because mm. what builds muscle tissue retains muscle tissue. So you need to maintain that performance whilst you are dieting as well. And to add to that, to, um, like let's say you're doing three sets you never want to go to failure in your first set because you're not then going to perform up to the same standard in your next two sets so make sure that you are pushing yourself but leave you know maybe one rep in reserve one rep in the tank for the first two sets and then for your last set you can go to failure um but yeah i think you you can be your own judge of how you push yourself and also have a look at your recovery. So sometimes more isn't better. If you can't recover from your session, you know, and you go back to that session the following week and you can't match the numbers, then potentially your volume is a bit too high. And this will be quite person dependent. Um, females generally have better recovery than males. So you will be able to handle more volume. But just stay in tune. Like if you're training legs three times a week, you know, it'll be different to you training legs twice a week. Your volume in the session will be less. I've recently switched from training legs from two days to three days. And my first thought was, oh, it's not enough volume on the day. But <laughs> we had to take my volume down because I felt like it was a bit too much, actually. So yeah, and it's also worth considering that as you progress through your, like, lifting career, your intensity, your training intensity will increase and you will then be able to handle less volume because you're training harder. So at the start, you might be able to do quite a lot because you're getting used to movements, you're learning movement patterns, you're not pushing quite as hard. And then as you progress and you're able to train harder and you're able to train at such a high intensity during each session, you'll have to take volume down a little bit um, in order to recover from it. And like Sammy said, when your training frequency is higher, you won't be able to handle as much volume in each individual session. Um, and you'll only adapt to what you recover from. So don't try and push through like when you experience an extreme muscle soreness, it's not cool and it's not clever. You won't adapt to it if you do that. Yeah. And also to add to that, like if you're a beginner, in terms of what split to follow and how to exercise, you know, what's going to build the most muscle, how to get a big bum quicker, things like that. The first thing I would say is if you're a beginner, full body split is probably the best. So training every other day and focusing on the main big compounds and getting strong at those. 
or the other option I think is upper lower yeah. where again you want to focus majority of the session on the big compounds and then add a few isolation exercises yeah um, isolations are basically things that are either like machine work like using machines um, or dumbbells even yeah what kind of things would you say isolations are so an isolation exercises something like a bicep curl or a hamstring yeah. so it uses like one or two muscles. muscles whereas a compound movement uses multiple muscle groups and is a big movement like a squat a deadlift um a leg press that's the difference between compound and isolation compound movements are way more taxing on your central nervous system um and are going to take a lot more to recover from and isolation movements are a lot less taxing on your central nervous system. So that's where you would be fine getting away with being failure on your isolation movements as a beginner because you're locked in most of the time um, and it's only working one muscle group. Um, yeah, exactly. And for most people, I think frequency works better. So instead of having like a big monstrous session, you know, do as much as you feel like, okay, I've put my hard work into this most you can do and then go away recover and then come back like following day or two days later yeah so i always think like for me personally that's what works frequency yeah yeah, yeah. completely person dependent but you need to make sure that your training program fits your lifestyle and yeah. it's maintainable because if you're if you find an massive chore that's not for any lifestyle you're not able to fit all your sessions in just reprogram it so that you can stay consistent with it and that way like i said you can track your list track your progress um and you know what's coming sort of thing rather than just training sporadically and that's how you choose for example if you want it to do either a full body split or an upper lower because if you've got to train two days back to back you can't do two full body sessions back to back really because you're training the same muscle groups you need to allow them time to recover so in your case you choose an upper lower split if you have to train two days on the bounce because then you can recover from it basically yeah and also um when it comes to training i think some things that people really miss out on is rehab and i'm actually gonna talk about what's happened to me recently so i've had an ongoing hip issue and to be honest, I've stopped doing stretching. I've stopped doing foam rolling and things like that. Just because, you know, like when you're busy, you kind of forget about that and you think, okay, I'm not going to do that. It's not that important. But actually over the past two weeks, I've started on my rest days, foam rolling, doing more stretching and things like that. And like, I'm actually serious when I say this, my hip today did not hurt at all. I could feel both my glutes firing. So to me, it just shows how important it is uh to do mobility work and focus on your recovery yeah yeah Definitely. so yeah and then um what i also was going to add is in terms of supplements i think a lot of people ask oh what are some good supplements to take if you're trying to build muscle or whatever and i kind of wanted to touch on creatine because i think i personally don't take many supplements but i think that's a really good supplement if you're looking to increase your performance in the gym yeah, creatine monohydrate is one of the most research-backed supplements in the market. Um, you just need to take three to five grams per day every day. Doesn't matter too much what time. 
Um, and all creatine monohydrate is basically the same. It's not like you don't have to go for one specific brand. Just make sure it is monohydrate that you're getting. There's one, there's one that's called Crea Pure. I think that's the best one to take. And many brands do it. Like my protein does it, bulk powder does it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, you know what, actually, I'm going to show it. <laughs> for whoever's watching here. Crea Pure. So just put that, um, you can even put it like, I don't know, in your morning drink or something or intra workout. Yeah. That's a good yeah. time to have it. Um, and then also we mentioned in nutrient timing podcast, if yeah. we upload it, um, we were talking about how if you're looking to build muscle and you're struggling to get food in, a place to put in carbs could be in your workout drink. So like a carb powder, which will again help with recovery and your performance. Yeah, and we'll go into more depth into that in the Nutrient Timing podcast. Yes. We've also got a supplements podcast coming out, which we're recording on Friday. Um, so that will be out soon as well. And we'll talk through all different kinds of supplements and where you might need them. But, but just the main basics for now, like get your training nailed, push hard in the gym, train like an animal, train as hard as you can um, whilst maintaining good form and execution, obviously, and make sure you're in a calorie surplus if you want to build muscle tissue because you're, you're, much more, you're much better off picking one goal at a time. Loads of people come to me and Sammy and say, I want to lose body fat and I also want to grow a bum pick one goal at a time otherwise you're going to end up spinning your wheels you'll make much faster progress with each goal if you stick to one make good progress with it and then for example once you've pursued fat loss for a while you've got leaner then switch over to hypertrophy and focus on building your glutes or vice versa push for hypertrophy push hard for it build muscle tissue and then diet down because then you'll have a better bum when you diet down which everyone wants like let's go Exactly, exactly. So don't be afraid to gain some fat first. And your main, the main thing that's gonna help you build muscle is food. Yeah. So please don't be afraid to eat food. Get enough protein in, because I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't get enough of. I don't think carbs is an issue for most people. Um, but yeah, make sure that you're getting enough protein. And also bear in mind that everybody's biomechanics are different. Everyone will prefer and suit different exercises for building muscle tissue. So find what works for you. Don't necessarily get caught up in following what everybody else is following, especially on social media, because there's so much shit going around on that. There's like, there's hit circuits, which apparently, you know, build your bum and burn fat when in reality they really don't so don't get caught up on what everyone else is doing find what works for you find the exercises which you get a good connection with and push hard with them and track your progress and you will develop muscle tissue that way um there are, there are no magic exercises like obviously there are exercises that recruit that specific muscle more than others but that doesn't make it superior to anything else so like Danny said, just stay in tune with your body, see what feels better for you. Because yeah. at the end of the day, that's what's going to grow your muscle, is what you can feel. And if you get, yeah. like when you're first starting out, honestly, if you get a personal trainer just to guide you in the right direction, make sure your form and execution is on point, 
and structure your training a little bit you'll make so much more progress than if you go in and just try and manage it on your own um and injuring yourself yeah. yeah and i'd say try and go for personal training before online coaching if you're not at a level where you're forming executions on point yet because if you have an online coach it's very difficult for them to teach you how to perform exercises when you've not got any experience when you're a beginner and um, so try and go to a personal trainer first if you are a beginner to learn how to execute exercises and then potentially go to an online coach if you are looking for somebody yeah i agree so i think that's pretty much it sammy um, i want to ask what's your favorite three exercises for building your glutes for glutes right so i would say hip thrust simply because when i perform the hip thrust and especially using a band a slingshot band you can actually also get them on amazon guys if you search hip circle when i have that and i do the hip thrust i can just feel it in my glutes whereas i think with a lot of exercises it's quite difficult to specifically use your glutes you end up using your quads and hamstrings as well so definitely i would say um hip thrust second would be reverse v squat um i don't think i don't think all gyms have that machine yeah but yeah. basically reverse v squat again using the band if you want and then the third one would probably probably be sumo deadlift no romanian deadlift yeah yeah because with sumos are good but there's two minuses about it quite taxing on the body and sometimes your back can take over yeah i find but with romanians is good my top three i completely agree on the romanian deadlift definitely um hip thrust i personally prefer the machine what they've got at the booty builder the booty builder machine because it's got a cable you can keep tension on the eccentric and get a really good contraction so i like hip thrust romanian deadlift and um a 45 degree hip extension oh, okay. would be my favorite to get a really good connection with those two exercises for my glutes um and also another thing which i wanted to ask you sammy so in terms of post-show what needs to happen in order for you to get into a state where you're ready to build muscle tissue because i think a lot on, of on body fat definitely yeah exactly well I'll, I'll comment on what i personally went through so get as soon as i got my period back my strength just shot up so i think that just shows what horm hormones what kind of effect hormones have on your performance yeah and it makes sense as well putting on body fat as well because then your recovery is better i think even my sleep was better you know and if you're not sleeping well your performance won't be that great um yeah so that and then obviously eating more food yeah definitely. those are the main things i, I would say. agree and i'm now 20 pounds above stage weight for you guys that don't know and i'm performing the best i have in ages so i know that might seem like quite a lot of weight to a lot of people however i do feel like it's been necessary um i will do a mini at some point because i'm not dieting until 2020 again 
However, I do think it's very beneficial to put body fat on post-show. You've got to, you can't cling on to being stage lean, especially if you want to develop muscle tissue and make improvements for your next competitive season. Push body fat up, push food up, make sure that you put your menstrual cycle back, your sleep's good quality and quantity, and that your hormones are in a good place. And that's where you'll be in a productive environment to develop muscle tissue. And honestly, I'm the strongest I've been since like I competed. My performance is better, my recovery is better. Um, so although I am 20 pounds up, it is worth it. And don't be afraid. If you feel better that way, don't be afraid of putting on a little bit of weight post-show. You don't have to take it extreme like I did. Um, no. But yeah, having a bit of extra body fat will help. Because think about it, weight moves weight. So, like, I'm the strongest I've ever been. You know, Danny's the strongest she's ever been. So that will help you see change when you do cut down. Because I think a lot of girls stay very close to their stage weight and then they just look the same every year. Or they try to for too long and then yeah. they end up feeling like shit and then eventually pushing up. But by the time they do, it's almost time to diet again sort of thing. Yeah. Um, There's no fun in that. Yeah, and I know a lot of people push a strict reverse diet post-show, but um, in my opinion, I prefer to get straight back up to maintenance and then push up because the faster you get out of a calorie deficit, the quicker you're going to recover and the quicker you're going to be in a position to develop muscle tissue. Yeah. Um, so that's what I think both me and Sammy would both recommend post-show. Yeah, just be controlled and like make sure... Um, that especially if it's your first time competing that you have the right support system and like a, yeah. a coach who's going to help you because everyone's prep is different if your starting point isn't great which i don't recommend and i'm sure danny doesn't recommend either um you're gonna suffer from a lot of diet fatigue your body is going to be so tired that post show is going to be so difficult for you to actually control yourself yeah you know yeah. Whereas if you're in a better starting point and you didn't actually have to diet down too hard, you know, you'll be able to maintain like a nice surplus going up rather than just like going off plan or like going and eating out all the time. Yeah. Just and this sure always you puts you in the most productive environment to high maturity. And it's the same, like whether you compete or not, it's the same process really. You need to push your calories up. You need to get strong, strict form and execution um, and nail the fundamentals. Don't stress about like really in-depth supplements and stuff. Just perform well. Focus on your training performance. Stop looking for abs in the mirror um, and just enjoy being strong. It feels good. Like it feels so good. It feels good, yeah. And then when you diet down, you'll feel like, you know, I worked for this. Yeah. And you'll be in a better position as well from like a metabolic perspective because you've pushed calories up and you've got more room yeah. to manipulate your calorie intake. Whereas if you That's start awesome. dieting like 1,600 calories, you haven't got much room to move there. Exactly. And it'll be, harder, it'll be harder for you to maintain your strength when you diet down. So then your end look will be quite stringy and just not a good look. Yeah, if you you need to try and maintain your strength as well whilst you diet in order to maintain muscle tissue, so you have not like even harder, drier look, and your muscles look fuller, and you still got shape, um, rather than looking like tiny. Yeah. Cool. Well, 
thank you for tuning in to this podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it, or we hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, anything you want to add? I think that's it. If any of you have any questions, please just drop us a message. We're always more than happy to help. Obviously, I think you will all have mine and Sammy's Instagrams. So just drop us a message if you have any questions whatsoever off the back of this, or if you have any suggestions for future episodes. We've got one yeah. on supplements coming out and um, one on nutrient timing. And we've also got a guest for an interview coming on shortly as well. So look out for those guys. Let us know if you avoid, if you enjoyed this. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Thank you. See you in the next one.